AOC is the poster child for the CDC until she gets to Florida and stars in Congress Women Gone Wild. She's in a packed venue with no mask on, having a great time, loving the beach, leaving her shithole state of New York, and just coming down and vacationing in beautiful Florida. Man. Problem is that she got caught. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're talking about how there is no return policy when it comes to elections. If you look at the bottom of your ballot that you cast in 2020, most people don't know this, but if you look at the bottom of it, there's actually in their terms and conditions, it says on the bottom that there is no return policy. So you're not going to be able to return the Democrats to office. I'm the sorry. fine print. The fine print. The fine print. Yep. Yep. Man. man. Yeah. So there is no return policy on the election. A lot so. of double standards, though, like we talked about in the beginning how they have the biggest double standards. Can't stand it. Double standards or hypocrisy? I guess it's all one and the same. Yeah, It is all one and the same. So where do you want to start today? Oh, Chucky. Chuck Schumer. You want to, you, you want to start with, with Chuck? Yeah, because... Okay, so let's, let's start with Chuck. How about... I found it very interesting that Chuck Schumer and the Democrats have actually come around on the filibuster. They no longer want to get rid of the filibuster. Mm. And, well... It's, it's breaking news. So he came out in a fiery speech, basically shitting on everybody who wants to get rid of the filibuster, okay. which is amazing to me. Anyway. It's about time. Yeah. Yep. Here he is. Here's Schumer talking about all of the dictators that want to get rid of the filibuster. The bottom line is very simple. The ideologues in the Senate want to turn what the founding fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy into the rubber stamp of dictatorship. We will not let them. They want, because they can't get their way on every judge, to change the rules in midstream, to wash away 200 years of history. They want to make this country into a banana republic, where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. Are we going to let them? No. It'll be a doomsday for democracy. Wow, he, he really came around Dude, on that. He did come out on that, right? I'm actually a fan of Chuck Schumer right now. Hell yeah. He said what we're all thinking. He said he came over to the conservative side with that. He mm -hmm. actually channeled his inner conservative. He said what we're all worried about. And how can you not be behind that? I have goosebumps. Was that from 2020 or 2021? Uh, hold on. Let me look, look. back. What does um, it say? It says, uh, oh, it's, that was 2005. 2005? That's what he was saying in 2005. He was saying people who wanted to get rid of the filibuster were dictators. Wait, mm. but that's not what he's saying now? Well, no, here, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, we got it mixed up. Wait, I've got, hold on. I got another soundbite here. Okay. It's Schumer. Yeah. And I have it labeled as Schumer now. Schumer. Oh, oh okay. So that was Schumer Okay, before. so that was 2005 when if you wanted to change the rules mid-game, you're a dictator. You just want to rubber stamp uh, dictatorship. Right. Okay? And before that, it was just because they wanted to get judges confirmed, which they couldn't because they couldn't get no help when they were trying to get judges confirmed. Well, and he was, he was actually talking about the filibuster at that point. So, but well, let's see, let's see, let's see what he says now. I'm sure he, I mean, how you can't be that far off, right? I mean, you, you wouldn't flip flop. You would think here he is now. As I said in my dear colleague earlier this week, if Republicans continue to hijack the rules of the chamber to prevent action on something as critical as protecting our democracy, then the Senate will debate and consider changes to the rules 
on or before January 17th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Wait, if he doesn't get his way, they're going to change the rules? Wait a minute. How come both sides of his stance are threats to democracy? (laughs) I don't get it. Is it me or does he sound a lot sadder in that second one? Yeah. <laughs> Before, man, he's all like hellfire and brimstone. Everybody's cheering for him. And now he's like, oh, he doesn't boy. sound like somebody that has a small majority. Oh, I didn't think you were going to. I thought you were going to say <laughs> he's got a small majority over there, but he can't even get his own party to, to, to get on board. They can't pass anything right now. So taking what he said in 2005, wouldn't he be the one who's trying to rubber stamp a dictatorship? Yeah. And they're, they're sitting here going, we got two voting right bills, right? Listen, do you know the title of them? Yeah. I mean, one is the for the people act for the people, bro. The John Lewis voting rights bill. Right. And the other one is for the people. Is it for the people or is it? Nope. It is the for the people act Uh, for the people. So it's for me and you, for me and you. Now I do have, uh, it's HR one last year. It's for the People Act of 2021. So some of the things they want here, and it's for the people. Remember that? It's 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 for anytime they name something, something, it's it's for the people. It's it, the We the People Act. It's the Shall Not Be Infringed Act. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, what they want to do is like give you one round magazines. There you go. Oh, here, here's your AR-15 with your one round magazine. Because it shall not be infringed. Single shot. <laughs> we love we love the Constitution. <laughs> So some of the things in the For the People Act, uh, Title I in election access, it says that each state must provide for online voter registration, that you must also allow voters to update their registration records online. Each state must establish a process whereby eligible voters are automatically registered to vote when interacting with certain state agencies, such as Department of Motor Vehicles. Actually, I don't have a problem with that. That's okay. But then you go into each state must allow a voter to update the address on his or her registration record at the polls on election day. So basically what could happen there, what I foresee happening, right, when they realize through exit polls that, hey, man, we're losing this district over here. What we need you to do is go and say that you live at this address. So now you can vote in this district. So we can catch up. Right. Let's take our fat districts and let's start moving people over. Each state would have to allow for same-day voter registration. A state would be barred from removing a voter's name from the registration rolls without first obtaining either the voter's full name, birth date, and the last four digits of the voter's social security number or documentation proving that the voter is no longer a state resident. And the, the voter rolls in a lot of these states are heavy with people that aren't alive anymore. Right. They're, they're like a million plus heavy. Where are you going to get the last four digits of somebody's social security number who died in 1872? That's true. Now here's the big one for me though, is that it also establishes for early and absentee mail-in voting requirements. Each state would have to allow for at least two weeks of in-person early voting before election day. Mm. It doesn't say election month. It doesn't say election week, right? right. I got to give credit where credit's due. That's Andrew Wilkow. who's constantly preaching. It's election day. It's not election month. It's not election year. It's not election two weeks. It's election day. Yeah. Well, 800,000 votes was a tough one to overcome. It was. It took a while. <laughs> uh, each state would be required to allow any eligible voters to vote by mail. Because that worked out so well last time. Each state would have to make absentee mail-in ballot applications available online or by phone as well by mail. 
Legislation would prohibit states from requiring individuals voting by mail to provide any identification apart from a signature. <sighs> apart from a signature. And how are you going to verify the signature? You're not. I could send a hundred ballots in there with a different signature on every one of them. It is going to prohibit states, prohibit states. Where in the constitution does it give them the right to do that? So let's say they pass this act. Would it literally have to make it to the well, Supreme court to go? Hey guys, I would guess it's it did state, go it's a state thing. It did pass the house. I don't know where it's at to be honest with you right now, but this is what they want. This is their game right here. It's for the people act. It's for the people shall not be infringed. Each state would be required to accept any valid absentee mail-in ballot postmarked on or before election day and received within 10 days after the election because can't possibly be fraud there, right? Somebody can't possibly fraudulently postmark a bunch of ballots eight days later and drop them off when they realize they're losing. Didn't a former Democratic president run a thing where he was looking at mail-in ballots and said, this is where the biggest source of fraud could come from? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's Carter and he was a couple of other people working with him on that. Absolutely. They should cite that and put it in the congressional record. Uh, oh, it's already there. Last thing here is each state would have to allow a voter to designate someone else to return his or her ballot. Sure. Provided that person returning the ballot is not being compensated for doing so. <laughs> so yeah, it's for the people. I mean, this is, and so when they're talking about voter suppression, and, and as we talk and as we move on and, and we go on and they're talking about Republicans attempts at voter suppression, this is what they're talking about. They're talking about us requiring, and when I say us, I mean the Republicans, which the state legislator Republicans, because, uh, well, he, right. And we're going to talk about that. Well, Schumer has another thing that he's going to say yep. coming up here. That is ridiculous. But this is what they're talking about when they're talking about Republican voter suppression. They're talking about us requiring ID to vote, right? They're talking about us saying, no, mail-in ballots are, are ripe with, with fraud and abuse. We don't want it. You know, you, you can't keep voting for 10 days after the election. It's election day. And I'm open. We've talked about this before. I'm open to national holiday ma- ma- or a national holiday. And let's make it, you know, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, make it over a weekend, right? But you have to show up in person with ID over that weekend then nobody has an excuse. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't vote over three days at some point. So anyway, so yeah. So when, as we're talking and they're talking about all of our Republican attempts at voter suppression, right? That's bullshit. Voter suppression. Now you want to see voter suppression. We didn't let blacks vote or you had to take a test before you were allowed to vote or you had to pay a poll tax. That's voter suppression. Or you were considered a full vote. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or you you, you were only considered three-fifths of a person for... Yeah. Who set that up back then? That was... Well, you know what? That was in the Constitution, and that was a compromise. That was a compromise because we didn't... Oh, they called it the three-fifths compromise. Right, the three-fifths compromise, because they did not want to give that much power for representation, Mm. is what it was. So they cut it down to three... They considered you three-fifths of a person, but it was a compromise to the slave owners in order to get the Constitution through. Wow. So... And we'll talk about that one day. It was, it was a disgusting time in our history. It yeah. really was. And then Schumer has one more soundbite. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll just play it and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So as we hold this debate, I ask my colleagues to consider this question. If the right to vote is the cornerstone of our democracy, then how can we Democrats 
permit a situation which Republicans can pass voter suppression laws at the state level with only a simple majority vote, but not allow the United States Senate to do the same. And I ask that of my Democratic colleagues, my Democratic colleagues. It's only going to take another year before he's on the other side of the filibuster right. again when they don't have control. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How can they stop us with a simple majority of passing these laws? They're a bunch of dictators. Banana Republic. Banana. <laughs> Rubber stamp. Jesus. Rubber stamp dictatorship. Yeah. To be devil's advocate, we could pull up video of Mitch McConnell doing the same shit. Well, they all do it, but... I think we're pretty clear on this podcast that we really hate everybody. Yeah. We're they can not all eat some shit. They can all eat a big bag of what? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what? dicks. What? Um, <laughs> but yeah, not for real. You're right. Absolutely. They all do it. But at least, at least I feel like the Republicans at least try to hide their hypocrisy a little better. The Democrats are just in full on, you know what? Don't give a fuck mode right now. They, they, they know uh, if we're going to talk about hypocrisy, <laughs> you want to move on to AOC? No, no. I, before we go to AOC, I want you to tell people what you would do if you were in Congress. What we talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, you guys got the video here, but uh, well, hopefully uh, we're, we're trying video out on this one. But yeah, so if I was in Congress, I would stand up on the floor and I would basically make a TikTok video. And I would get up there and I would mouth the words to Schumer's 2005 speech about how changing the rules makes you a dictator. Yeah. So yeah, it would be fantastic. <laughs> so I'd be up there and I'd be like, bottom line <laughs> is very simple. The ideologues <laughs> in the Senate want to turn what the founding fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy into the rubber stamp of dictatorship. <laughs> be fantastic. It'd just be a TikTok. <laughs> and then the whole time I'm up there and that's playing, you know, Schumer's going to be sitting there like just like taking notes and I'm paying attention. He's going to be like, wait just a minute. Look up. What like, is going oh my on? God, he's doing a TikTok on the floor. Dude, it would be the most famous TikTok it ever. It probably would. I It'd mean, viral. let's just run on doing that alone. <laughs> right? What you guys need to do about taxes. Just wait. <laughs> just got to get on the floor and do this. Doing this oh, TikTok, shit. we're gonna end it. In my the- life would actually, I, dude, I would die happy. Like at that point, I could just fall over, have a heart attack. I'm like, good run. So AOC uh, makes it to Florida. AOC makes it to Florida now. Remember, her state right now is in the grips of a humanitarian crisis with mm-hmm. Omicron just absolutely destroying her state. Omicron. She has been shitting on Florida. She's been accusing DeSantis of not caring about his people, of mm-hmm. killing everybody in this country yep. because of his open policy, how we're going to keep yep. everything open. She's wearing two masks. And, yep, yep, wearing two masks. I mean, she is just, boy, I tell you what, she is the poster child for the CDC until she gets to Florida and goes, <laughs> I can't be the only one wearing a mask right now. I'll look like an idiot until she gets to Florida and stars in Congress women gone wild. Right? <laughs> the drag show. <laughs> she, yes, she did at the drag show. She's in a, in a packed venue with no mask on, having a great time, loving the beach, you know, leaving her shithole state of New York and just coming down and, vacationing in beautiful Florida, man. Problem is that she got caught, right? And was there any chance at all that she was going to be able to go down there and do this and not get caught? Yeah. She could have had a blonde wig. So (laughs) 
<laughs> so Town Hall has, a, has an opinion piece by Derek Hunter that he posted on January 2nd. And the headline for this opinion piece is fantastic. It is. <laughs> Should I laugh every time I read it? AOC ends 2021 even dumber than she started it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shit. So what a lot of this about is about, and I'm going to read a, a little bit from this, uh, from this town hall piece here. So he's talking about the hypocrisy of her being on vacation in Florida while her district is just being ravaged by COVID. Now, if you remember, AOC was one of the ones that came out and attacked Ted Cruz for going to Mexico. Do you remember that? Yeah. He went to Mexico. Uh, well, COVID was on the, no, 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 when the power, when the yeah, power, the power went out. Yeah. Right. So, and, and he went down there and he was just, you know, it was, a, it was a crisis and he should have never gone down there. Now her district is just being crippled yeah. by uh, COVID and lockdowns, lockdowns and everything else. And she has to show some ID. She did living it up. Some paperwork to get into a restaurant, living it up, but not the living a vida loca. I think, is that what they say? That's what they say. That's what they say. Ricky Martin, at least. <sighs> Boy, those are good times. <laughs> that was good music. So they go on here and just let me read two of these. Moreover, she's pretending every Republican critical of her hypocrisy simply wants to sleep with her. In response to a picture of the member of Congress who could eat a sandwich through a fence and her boyfriend, AOC tweeted, it's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, and LGBT plus people in general. That was her tweet. Wow, that's a lot. Listen, in case you just spilled your coffee in your car while you're driving, I'm going to read this again just so you can. So, so pay attention. It's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange, and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, and LGBT plus people in general. I like how she throws the flag in there. Oh, she's throwing all the flags in there. This is, this is great. So anybody who disagrees with Marxist progressive ideology from AOC... Just mad because they can't sleep with her. And you probably hate the LGBT. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's just like when you're, your daughter's in third grade and she's like, oh my God, Billy threw an eraser at me today. And you're like, ah, it's just because he likes you. That's what it is. That's what it is. Anybody who shits on AOC, yeah. you know, her boyfriend's yeah. there. He's like, ah, it's just because they want to sleep with you. That's all it is. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you trying to destroy America. And that's what they go on to say. So after that, a town hall here says, it couldn't possibly be that she's a fraud. The woe is me brat with the six-figure salary driving a Tesla, living in one of the most expensive buildings in D.C., pretending to be just a former bartender scraping by. Now, could it? That's not it. That's not the problem. The problem is they want to sleep with her. You're mad. You're, you're mad. you can't get in it. You want this. Dang. I didn't know. Well, you know what? It's making me step back. It's making me step back a little self-reflection. And yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? Is that the case? Do I, do I really want this? Do I want to sleep with AOC? Maybe that's why I'm being mean to her. Mm. Huh. Not because you stand against everything she stands for. <laughs> not because, yeah. Yeah. Not because every fiber of my being tries to jump out of my body when she speaks. Did she give up on the Q people? Well. In her, in her tweet? Uh, she did. And finally, the last paragraph I'll read here is, uh, again, from Town Hall. 
And what does LGBT plus have to do with anything? It doesn't. It's just another distraction. AOC isn't gay, but she'll hide behind gay people if it suits her. By the way, what happened to the Q people? Do people who identify as queer or who are questioning not count to her? They must not. Then again, anyone, not her, does not count to her. They scorched her. This article, man, I'll tell you what. Derek Hunter, I'm, I'm going to start following this guy. That guy is on fire with this. Yeah, if you get a chance, go over to Town Hall, man, and, and read the article titled AOC ends 2021 even dumber than she started it. There's a lot more to it. And then if her original tweet wasn't bad enough, then she has to double down uh, with that second tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know I what? couldn't believe that. Yeah. I, man. So everybody started calling her out, right, for saying that Republicans just simply want to sleep with her because she's so hot. <coughs> Sorry, threw up my mouth a little bit. <laughs> so she doubles down next tweet. If Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. You creepy weirdos. Let me tell you what's a creepy weirdo thing to say is that I'm projecting my sexual frustrations on your boyfriend's feet. That's some creepy weirdo shit. But yeah, she doubles down. So apparently we either want to date with her or we are projecting our frustration onto her boyfriend's feet because people started making fun of her boyfriend for wearing, what are they, Birkenstocks For, or for wearing her sandals. <laughs> <laughs> wearing AOC sandals because he forgot to pack his shoes, apparently. Golly. What a mess. Dude, she is a wreck. What a mess. Absolute wreck. And then meanwhile, I bet New York is just struggling to get by and, and they're just, they're there for it, man. They're, they're like, yes, we do whatever we can. And the studies are showing the Omicron is getting through everything. It is. It is. Those of you guys don't know, I just had it, man. I mean, I, I'm just coming off of it. I had it over Christmas. It wasn't that bad. Not for you me. You got it for Christmas? I did. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry COVID-ness. Man. Uh, yeah, I did. But it wasn't that bad. But you know what? It wasn't that bad for me because I'm healthy. And I know it's killing people. It is. We're not conspiracy theorists that believe that COVID's not real. We don't believe vaccines don't work, right? I, right. Absolutely. 100%. If I was compromised or if I was, speaking of compromise, we're going to talk about swell ball here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> if I, if what I was, a segue. <laughs> if I was compromised or older, my dad got it, the, mm -hmm. the vaccine, and I'm glad he did. He ended up with COVID, but it got right through it. And I'm sure the vaccine works. But for me, being healthy, have already had COVID a couple times. I'm going to count on my, uh, my immunity. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But what's pissing me off is a lot of the stuff that's coming out now where they're saying that this Omicron is affecting the same people the same way, whether you're vaccinated or yeah. not, what it got you kicked off Twitter last year. And now people get to say it with impunity, depending sure. on what side you're on. And mm -hmm. even CNN put out a thing that said you know, obesity is a problem with this, well, with this disease, because uh, it's, it, <coughs> you're not healthy enough to help fight it. And I liked one of the comments underneath it where somebody was like, or someone might've retweeted it and said, oh, it looks like CNN's finally listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll get to later Everyone on after Swalwell. You know what? Since we're here though, let's just talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene real quick. Got kicked off of Twitter, permanently banned, kicked off of Facebook. I just read for 24 hours, but she's still not there. So I don't know when they kicked her off, but they're kicking her off for spreading misinformation. Now the misinformation she's spreading, nah, listen, I'll give it to you, right? We've talked about her before. I mean, she's... She's out there, man. She's like Donald Trump level, mm -hmm. right? She says a lot of stupid shit that I don't like, but it's her right to say that stuff, man. Like you said, a year ago, this would have been misinformation, but now it's true. The simple fact that she is not following the narrative and she's getting kicked off of major social media platforms, that should scare everybody. 
Because if you're not following the narrative, now you're going to be in jeopardy of yeah. losing your voice. And it's not even that they think you, you're spreading misinformation. The context that you're providing isn't good enough for them. Well, I think Twitter actually said misinformation. I think they did. I think that was their and reason. Was it, was it because she was saying that these measures and these lockdowns are, look a lot like Nazi Germany? And that was well, part of the problem. Yeah, I'm sure it was. That was one of the I'm sure it was. I don't think she got kicked off for one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But but still, is she wrong? Right. I mean, it, it is a little dramatic. Okay. But to kick her off for her just using her First Amendment rights, to, I mean, that's what she feels. That's what she believes. So we got a guy here. I'm going to play this. Here's another guy spreading misinformation. Listen, if you're listening to Twitter, I hope that... What's good for, for one is good for all. Okay. So here's a guy who's spreading some misinformation. Still had more than a quarter of the people in the United States who were eligible for vaccinations, but didn't get the shots. And we know there is no other way to beat the pandemic than to get the vast majority of Americans vaccinated. It's as simple as that. And to, to, to spread to our children, to spread throughout society, in our hospitals, or the risk of other variants, it's all dangerous and obvious, but we're still not there. We have to beat this thing. So while I didn't race uh, to do it right away, Fact that's why I that had to move false. toward requirements that everyone get vaccinated where I had the authority to do that. That wasn't my first instinct. My administration is now requiring federal workers to be vaccinated. We've also required federal contractors to be vaccinated. If you have a contract with the federal government working for the federal government, you have to be vaccinated. We're requiring active duty military to be vaccinated. We're making sure healthcare workers are vaccinated because if you seek care at a healthcare facility, you should have the certainty that the people providing that care are protected from COVID and cannot spread it to you. So according to Joe, if you're going to seek care, you should make sure that your healthcare workers are vaccinated because then they cannot spread COVID. That is false. What? Misinformation. That is misinformation. That is not true. Mm-hmm. So when's Twitter going to kick Joe Biden off? No, they're not. Come on, man. They're going to come on, man. Come on, come man. On. Yeah, Listen, <laughs> just get vaccinated. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, man. When he, when he goes into full on whisper mode and he's in the middle of a press conference and he's like, just get vaccinated. That, I, like he's literally sitting at the podium. Just get vaccinated. It's so fucking weird. So weird. It is. Dude, I feel weird saying it. I got to go take a shower. <laughs> and he also admitted that he doesn't have the right response for it federally and it's going to be handled at a state level now. So I have to imagine that his polling numbers were just so bad that he's just ejecting that he's like, yeah, he, he hit, he's the, like, he hit the button and he was like, it's a state thing. And, and it's really what it should have been all along. I you know what though? You're going to eject and you're going to say, Hey, it's a state's thing, but the states that aren't like locking everybody down are thriving. Yeah. And they, and, and they got out, they already got all their federal funds passed for, on the whole entire thing. You know, I'm sure they'd pass another trillion dollar COVID bill if they could. Sure they would. They probably haven't spent the, the money from the first one. They probably still haven't even finished printing the money for the first one. I did see a, a crazy number about how much the, the Federal Reserve is printing per day. And it's like, I don't know, freaking $50 million worth of $100 bills every day just to keep up with hey. the, it's, it's ridiculous. Hey, we're rich. It's ridiculous. We're so rich. <laughs> we can just, whatever, we just keep printing money. Just make it all. Just make, make it all. It. 
So he's he's probably getting beat up so bad in the polls. Oh, he is. Well, and he opened up 2021 at his lowest poll ranking so far. I'm sorry, 2022. Um, Lowest so far, which is 44%. So he's down from 46%. I mean, just just still, just in a free fall. Just taking lumps. And I think whoever's running that show in there is like, yeah, fine. He's, he can be hated because when we run this corpse against the other old guy, when we run this back, it's going to be the same thing. I guarantee it'll be real close to the same thing. If you, if you want to run that back and you don't think there's going to be a different outcome, you're crazy. In your mind, you go, oh yeah, these people aren't going to do that again. At least we just need like 10 or 12 million people to go, ah, that's not enough. Well, well and, and it's not going to happen. You know what? It's probably not going to happen. You know why? Because Eric Swalwell has decided, not just Eric Swalwell, but he's the most vocal so far. We're coming into the midterms here. And so that your, your scenario is probably not going to happen because Eric Swalwell has decided that if we don't do something right now, democracy is dead. The Republicans are about, listen, we're, listen, co- we're coming in. We're coming in with the, uh, with the A-10 warthog. Listen, Democrats, listen, it is over. We will never win another election as long as we live if you allow them to win in 2022. That's what he says. So the fear is already off the charts. Hmm. So here's, here's Eric Swalwell. It's kind of long. I think I have this one. So we'll, we'll probably pause it and talk about it okay. halfway through here. That sounds uh, good. But here's Eric Swalwell just beside himself, terrified. And well, he's on MSNBC with Chris Matthews. So Chris Matthews is one of my favorite people. Those glasses. I just, God, he looks like a... I don't know. You know who he reminds me of a little bit? A softball pitcher? No, no, <laughs> no. You know who he reminds me of is the uh, the old guy in Up. Remember mm, that movie Up? Yeah. And he had the big glasses on, the yep. square glasses, and he would, God, whenever I see him, I just, I feel like I should be tying balloons to his house. All right, here he is. You, you said this, uh, I believe, yesterday. You said every politician says this is the most important election of our lifetime, and that's true, fact-checked, uh, have, having covered many, many elections. It may be, but it could also be the last one. Republicans have chosen violence over voting. We have to outvote the violence. Saddle up. What does that mean? Chris, I'm worried that if Republicans uh, win in the midterm elections, uh, that voting as we know it in this country uh, will be gone. They're already putting as many barriers to the ballot box as possible in Arizona, Florida, Texas, Georgia. And on the other side of the finish line, they're putting in place processes where they could reverse the outcome, even if we crawl through glass and run through the fire to get to the ballot box. And so uh, if they are able to win the House, uh, the damage they could do uh, you know, to permanently uh, make it difficult to vote and, and just alter the way that we participate in a democratic process uh, could be irreversible. And, and so uh, this may not be, as I, as I said, uh, this is not only the most important election. Uh, if we don't get it right, it could be the last election because they're also putting in place what I believe uh, is a way to make sure that Donald Trump wins uh, with what they're doing across state legislatures uh, to allow them to reverse the outcome in the Electoral College. And that's why I also put in a link to IWillVote.com, uh, a nonpartisan group. All right. So, you know what? Did I say Chris Matthews? Yeah. God, I hate Chris Matthews. Uh, that's Chris Hayes, not Chris Matthews. That was Chris. Hey, I thought I said Matthews as soon as it started. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, Chris Matthews is one of my favorites. I just, God, I, oh, I hate them all. They're all the same, but that that's Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes is the old guy from up. But if you listen to Swalwell here, man, this is it. This is it. And it's all about Donald Trump. It is. They can't get past Donald Trump, man. <clears throat> Everything that happens is Donald Trump. I think that there's a really good chance that every single important race in the Senate's going to get divided by a half percent. We're going to lose. Hmm. 
That's, I, I mean, I'll say it. I'll say it right now. There's a really good chance that's going to happen. And they're going to be like, just narrowly got that. Just like New Woo. Jersey. Woo. Woo. That close. close. Boy, we got to change Man. the way we're doing things. We do. It's close, but we, we got it. There's a chance that could happen, especially in, in, in some in some key states that have different rules than everybody else. But we'll sit back and watch. Normally, there's supposed to be a, a, a tsunami when the Democrat gets in the White House and then Republicans get the House and Senate back. And, and, and America flip-flops like that because they understand how the power structure works for the three branches. They want to try to keep them honest. They want to try to stall them out from, from both sides from running all kinds of crazy laws through. Both of them have a problem with the with the filibuster when they need to get some stuff done. It's just a, a sham and a joke. Well, if you listen to them, though, everything is because we're trying to stop people from voting. We're trying to put up all these roadblocks, they say. Roadblocks like requiring ID. Roadblocks like stopping this mail-in voting that took off. We'd never done in the history of this country, but all of a sudden last year. Now, one million cases of COVID. Was that in one day or one week? I think it was one day just going through the country leading into the primaries. Yeah. And now I just saw there's a new disease coming. It's called fluorona. Oh, and it's the flu and Corona. It's going to be deadly. It's going to be, I mean, it's probably going to get here. I'm guessing October ish. So (laughs) your guess is, yeah, my guess is it's going to get here. It's either going to get here in April or it's going to get here in October. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. we're going to have to, you know what? And we're just going to have to shut voting down. You're going to have to, everybody's going to vote from home. And remember, you don't have to provide ID. All you have to do is just sign it. So that'll be great. George, um, George is going to be uh, 1.2 million voters on, on voting day and 2.4 million mail-in ballots. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's, again. <laughs> again. Again. So let me uh, finish out with Swalwell here and see what he ends with. That allows you to check your registration status and register to vote if you're not already registered. If the stakes are this high, uh, and they're as high as you say they are, I mean, it it seems to me that it's absolutely incumbent upon the Democratic Party to use the majority they have uh, in the House and the Senate to do something about it legislatively. Um, Obviously, you can't control that. You certainly can't control it from your perch in the House. But um, are you optimistic? Chuck Schumer's made some noises about that this year, uh, that, that the Senate and the full 50 senator caucus on the Democratic side understands that same urgency that you do. We've done our work in the House, uh, Chris, the For the People Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And now we have to create the public sentiment that moves the senators to do their job. Because, uh, Chris, as I said, oh, they're doing this their is job. It. If, if we don't get this right, we know what we're up against. We're up against a party that prefers violence over voting. They are so disaligned with where everyday Americans are. They lie about the vaccine. Overwhelmingly, Americans want us to be vaccinated. They Overwhelmingly? Lie and they continue to promote laws that make us less safe around gun safety when overwhelmingly Americans want to be free from gun violence. And as it relates to a woman's right to make her own health care decisions, they are disaligned with where the majority of Americans are, but they are taking away that right in states like Texas. They would do that all over the country. So this is truly a pivotal election. There cannot be enough downward pressure put from President Biden on Senators Manchin and Cinema, and there cannot be enough outside pressure put on them uh, from everyday voters like your viewers. Listen, Eric, if you're really that serious about thinking that Texas really wants that, go run. Go run in Texas, bud. Go see what you can get over there. 
and talk that shit. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, the Americans, Americans uh, overwhelmingly, Americans want the Second Amendment overturned. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, and you know, it, it kind of bugs me that he says that the two Democratic senators, Manchin and Cinema, should have a downward pressure put on them by the executive branch. Now, I understand if he's calling for, hey, listen, if you are one of their constituents, let them know what you think. But to have the president of the United States trying to dictate how these two are going to vote when they're supposed to be voting for their districts and not for the government. So my guess is the way they're voting, Joe Manchin coming from West Virginia, mm, I'm guessing they're probably pretty conservative there. And even though he's a Democratic senator, his constituency is probably like, look, we don't want Build Back Better. And he is voting for his constituency. That's my guess. I don't know that for sure. But now to have Swalwell saying, hey, the president needs to put pressure on him to get in line. And as far as what they've done to him so far, making him the fall guy for this thing not passing. And cinema. When it took. Remember when they followed cinema into the bathrooms? Now, that wasn't the government. I mean, that was just activists. Do you remember that? Yeah. What I'm saying is they're making him the fall guy and going, he's holding up democracy. And it's like, well, there's a bunch of other people that, that are voted against it too. Well, so you know what, you're though? shit out of luck. They're saying he's the one holding up democracy. There's a whole lot of people out there saying he is the one holding up democracy. Yeah. Not holding up democracy. And they're saying that he, he could, he could, do, he could do a party change and he'd probably be better off for it. Oh, you know? yes. And I, I bet that's being talked about. I bet He's that's probably being talked better about. off for it because what, what you're seeing them do holding him to the, to the flame like that when he's trying to you know what, hold though? to his values. God, how strong is that guy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is going against everybody in Congress. Yeah. Well, not everybody. He's going against yeah. half of them. He needs, he needs a seat for himself and his big set of balls. <laughs> he just walks around with a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Why are you bringing a wheelbarrow? And he's like, ah, my balls are in there. Yeah, yeah, got big balls over here to get that. <laughs> big, big ball. That's what they used to call me in high school, Big Balls Mansion. <laughs> God dang, dude. So, yeah, what else do we got there? We can get into Fauci a little bit. Fauci. You want to get into Fauci just real quick? Yeah, and then let's we can touch in, on Fauci. And then we're going to let you go. With Twitter and Rogan yeah, and Dr. McCullough. I did not hear Rogan's show, and now you got me scared to death. That's uh, right. To go run my 10K. That's right. Oh, God, if I die, if I die, just know that I love all you supporters out there that listen to us. So here's Fauci. Why don't we just play it and then we'll talk about it. Uh, this is Fauci talking about, it's not really 10 days. It's, we can do it in five. We can do it in five. Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to revise this because it's not really about public safety anymore. So here he is. The purpose of it was, is that given the wave, the extraordinary unprecedented wave of infections that we are experiencing now and will certainly experience more of in the next few weeks, that there is the danger that there will be so many people who are being isolated, who are asymptomatic for the full 10 days, that you could have a major negative impact on our ability to keep society running. So the decision was made, although it's not completely risk-free, of saying, let's get that cut in half so that we could have 50%, namely half of the 10 days, and 50% of that time, people can actually be out with a mask in society. So, like I said, it's not about public safety anymore. It is about everything's going to be closed. <laughs> we're not, we already, we're canceling flights, right? We're, hospitals are so short-staffed. So now... 
we're more worried about keeping things running than we are about people getting sick. And I think he's running more in line with the administration. They probably came to him and said, listen, Fauci. Fauci. Fauci, listen. Come on, man. We're getting whooped over here. We're getting beat by this thing, by this narrative. We need to change it up a little bit. And he's like, oh, I gotcha. But you see, so they're saying that now it's not so deadly that we can't be open. Yeah. So all you business owners out there who lost your businesses during the first lockdown, what do you guys think about this? What do you think about the fact that now it's not so deadly? Hey, five days. And you're still sick in five days. So once you have it, so why even do five days? Why not just say, hey, look, man, if you got, if you got COVID, good luck, just go to work. Because you're still sick in five days. You're still going to be able to give it to people in five days. Yeah. And I think different people are shedding the virus a little differently, whether, you know, sure. how, how your viral load is. My guess is some people is. are probably still sick in 14 days, right? They're mm-hmm. still shedding it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so now, and, and this is exactly why nobody trusts Fauci and nobody trusts the CDC anymore. This is exactly why. The government should have stayed out of it from the start and let the CDC do what the CDC does and just let them be independent. And then the states take it from there. And the states can take it from there. But what I'm saying is they got involved with the CDC and made the CDC their mouthpiece. This is our agenda. We need you to back this up. Well, now I don't trust them because I don't trust the government. And I know the CDC is a government agency, but I always trusted the CDC. I always thought the CDC truly had our best interest at heart. I did. FDA too? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, dude, no. every, every single drug that they have a commercial for where you get to sue them yeah, no. was passed by well, this, by the FDA. Right, right, right. So kiss my ass. Uh, dude, we're on video. I mean, not you. I'll fu- oh, I was going to say, I'll not you. you. Yeah. I was going to grab yeah. that nail right there. And uh-huh. gonna, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. When you're talking FDA, when you're talking about vaccines, I did, I used to until I realized how disgusting big pharma really is. And we're supposed to trust them now. What is it? Every cured patient is a lost customer. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But when you're talking FDA, when you're talking about food safety, things like that, I trust them. But I trusted the CDC. I did. And I, I trust vaccines. I believe in the science. It's not this time. It's not this time. I'm just having, now I'm having a little trouble because I, because the politicians got involved. Should have stayed out of it. So Dr. McCullough, who was on Joe Rogan's show, literally helped invent mRNA vaccines, right? And he comes on Joe's show. Joe's show does uh, one of the best it's done, 40 or 60 million downloads on Spotify alone. And it was a hell of a show. And it's a three-hour segment. They talk about a lot. They cover a lot. They cover everything from how the government handled it to how safe it is for kids, for, for everything. And this guy covers a lot. And he basically got shut down. He basically got shut down on Twitter, this uh, Dr. McCullough guy, because for the same thing we were talking about earlier. Misinformation? Well, and it's not even misinformation. It's like they don't like the way he put it in context. According to Twitter, it's yes. misinformation. And, and, and Facebook just did the same thing where they go, listen, fact check is like, it's really somebody's opinion, okay? So like, we're not fact checking, fact checking, but like, it's our facts. It's our truth. It's listen, our- when we say fact check, you're reading fact check. But when we type it, we're actually over here typing it like fact check. You just can't see us doing fact check. So just understand it's our opinion, our facts. Hey, that's what the Democrats say, right? Hey, speak your truth. Yeah. yeah. There's no your truth. There's only the truth. There's no fact check that's an opinion. There's only facts. But so, so, so if this guy is not a leader in the medical field about mRNA vaccines when he literally holds patents for them, <laughs> then who is? 
Yeah, he's just giving you the 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 the, the news you don't want to hear. Well, how many doctors have done that? How many doctors were esteemed in their communities, have written papers, have done the research, peer-reviewed research, and they were esteemed, and they come out and they're like, look, something's wrong here. Something is wrong with these vaccines. And now all of a sudden they're quacks, every one of them. They've destroyed their careers. They've kicked them off social media. Same with this doctor here, I would guess. Man. So the quarter three of the 2021 media ratings came out. Average viewers per show in the millions from Nielsen and Spotify. What, for Rogan or for us? Well, just media in general for Rogan and... Oh, not us. Yeah. So just the top. We're, so not, we're not there yet. We're not in the millions. No. So, so Rogan averages 11 million viewers per show. There are shows where he'll come up and I'll read the guest and I'll have no interest in it. I might catch the JRE clip on YouTube and go, and it sounds good. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll watch it or part of it until I'm like, I can't take this guy anymore. And I shut it off. So when Dr. McCullough was on, it's a three hour. I, I suggest everyone gets a hold of it. I want you to listen to it on your next trip coming up. Ugh. So Joe does 11 million and then Tucker Carlson's in second place with 3.24 million. So only 3 million of the 330 million people in the country watch that show. That's a nothing number. And then it goes mm. to the five at 2.9, Hannity at 2.9, Fox News primetime at 2.3, the Ingram angle. And then you got to go all the way down here to Rachel Maddow has 2.2 million. So when, mm. when no, that's surprising to me, when nobody's getting their news from either of those two bastards, where is this voice coming from that they have that so loud? Because there's only, so that tells me there's only 2 million idiots that watch Rachel Maddow. And there's only 3 million idiots that put all their faith and trust into, into Tucker. But the reason that Joe Rogan's averaging 11 million is because he's doing what we're doing right now. He's having that long form conversation. There's no edit bullshit. There's no agendas coming in here. We're just going to put it all on the table and you know, they're going to drop you. No, in. he does, man. He, this is what I feel. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You don't agree with me. All right, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, that's how he is. He doesn't yeah. care. Right. Um, and he's got, he's got fuck you money. So good God for him. Does. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> so he had somebody on, and I think it was the Dr. McCullough. I may be mistaken, but he was like, yeah, I got banned on Twitter. So I'm on Getter. And he was like, what the hell is Getter? Like Joe had no idea what Getter was. So he did his own research. And then a few days later, on, he's got this post that says, follow me on Getter. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm on Getter. I don't use it much, but I have my account just because I know one day that Facebook's going to shit can me. But Getter sent me an email and it was a big deal. They're like, hey, big moves on Getter. And it was Joe Rogan coming. And I don't know what his followers are. It's ridiculous. Well, I heard Getter. that Getter combines your Twitter followers and your new followers together. So that number may be a little off. Yeah. And Getter's all right. I mean, I, I think they only give you 700 characters, which isn't a big deal for most posts, unless you're one of those that's really typing out long stuff. I like Getter. I do. I go there a lot. I don't post, but I do go there to read stuff. There's absolutely zero censorship. Yeah. When we have conversations at work all the time, there's a couple of us that listen to it. And then there's a couple of people on the other side that are like, I can't believe you're getting your medical advice from Joe Rogan. And it's like, well, he had a doctor on the show. Right, right. I'm not getting my advice from Joe Rogan. I'm yeah. getting my advice from the yeah. guy Joe Rogan's talking to. Right. Who's who's pretty much the only one allowing people to come on and have the platform to be able to to tell, you know, their truth. And you know, McCullough says things like you can't get COVID twice. And I can't refute that. I can. 
I can't. But but also like you know, did you? Well, I, but did you test positive yes. for Corona twice? Yes. So he says you can't. Well, I don't and, know. and then he says you probably got a false positive on the first one. Yeah, but what about different variants? Well, either way, I mean the variants are. Different. He covers a lot in the show. You got to watch it and then we'll talk about it. I don't want to watch it. I'm scared. I know. <sighs> it's okay, buddy. Creepy weirdo. <laughs> Come on, man. But they're doing it to themselves. When that fake Facebook whistleblower came out, all of a sudden this chick comes out. She's verified on Twitter the next day. And she's like, these guys need to be reined in by the federal government a little bit. It was such an obvious ploy what they were doing. Jack Dorsey stepping down from Twitter and this new guy doing what he's doing there. Oh, he's way left. He's even more left than Dorsey. But still, they're trying to walk it to the point where the government gets to tell them what they're going to do and not going to do to stop them from getting as far as 230 and making them become something that they really are. I mean, it is the public. It's the town square. It is definitely the town square. It's, it's the water cooler. It is. And me and you have talked about this before. It's, I understand they're a private company and they can, they can make their own rules and they can do what they want to do. But the fact is, this is how the world communicates now. There's going to come a point, man, where First Amendment protections are going to have to apply. This is how the world communicates. Everybody goes to Facebook and to Twitter to talk about what's important to them. And to get their news. And to get their news. Right. And, now, and, and Twitter banning a sitting president, banning a sitting congresswoman. Now, it was her personal page, but still, yeah, she's a sitting congresswoman and you don't agree with what she's saying and you ban her. And I just don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. So, all right. Well, we got anything else? I think that was, yeah, that's think, a pretty good show. That, that's it. I feel good about it. I mean, we can double standard shows all freaking uh, summer long. You know long. what, man? I don't mind coming into these things with a topic and we just talk about one thing. But these are my favorite. I love just talking about whatever, <laughs> man, for real. This is good stuff. All right. So I'll be gone for a week. We'll be back in studio next Monday, next Monday or so. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll, we'll keep it going. We've got a new segment coming called truth bomb, which we got to record a couple more of those and we're going to start dropping those. So we drop shows every Monday at 8 AM and we are going to start dropping these truth bombs probably Thursday. And they're going to be quick three minute hitters, man. Just things that we feel are the truth. I mean, I know I just said that there is no your truth, but just things that we feel are the truth that we think you guys are probably going to agree with. Just things that people are scared to talk about that you're not talking about because you're afraid you're going to get canceled. You're afraid that, you know, somebody's going to come at you. Whatever. I'm not afraid. <laughs> probably going to drop dead the next 5K I run, according to McCullough. So 10K, uh, actually. 10K. It is actually 10K. Yeah. But mile, you know mile. what? If we're going to be honest, I'm a little out of shape. So it's probably going to be a 5K with a little brisk walk on the last 5K. Mile seven, you're hit. Oh, dude, done. Uh, no, it's only uh, it's six. Oh, that's right. 6.2. 6.2 miles. It's a 10K. Right. That's right. right. So, yeah, my guess is 5K is going to be, a, be an all right clip. The next 5K is just going to be a little bit of stretching and catching my breath. Mm -mm. All right. We appreciate the support. And if you like what you're hearing here, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcast. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. You can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. And you can reach either one of us at Jim at PBAPodcast.com or Dan at PBAPodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you don't like. And until next time, Pod, Pod Bless, Bless America. America.